everybody. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. I am excited to be back with you today. As you will probably hear me say, I don't know, for the next eight weeks or so, (laughs) I'm excited about the opportunity that we have to have different curvy yoga teachers on the podcast with us every single week. And this week is definitely no exception because not that I have favorites, but if I had favorites, one of my favorites is here. So Katie Hall is with me this morning, and um, if you hang out in the studio, you've probably experienced some of her yoga videos. If you haven't, you need to go do one, not right now, when the podcast is over. (laughs) Um, But I'm excited to have her with me this morning to kind of um, do some of our segments and to just hear from her and get to spend a few minutes with her and to get to share her with you a little bit more. So as always, we are going to start off um, with our practice notes, and I will go first. Um, I am currently prepping for YTT, which I'm so excited about. It starts in three weeks, and I've had the opportunity to co-teach, is it five or six, with Anna, which has been an amazing experience for me. I feel like I've gone through yoga teacher training five or six times. Which is awesome. And this is the first time that I will be leading one. So I'm really excited. But just in prepping and like digging back into these materials that I've spent so much time on, it's just been a reminder to me that yoga really can be accessible to everyone. Um, And that there are things that we can do in ways that we can create space for everybody to show up and enjoy the benefits of the practice of yoga. And it's just been a reminder to me, and Katie and I were just talking about this before we started recording, to really live a life that creates spaces in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of interactions, in all kinds of scenarios that makes grace accessible to people. That's really, you'll hear me use the word grace a lot in talking about yoga because I feel like it's the biggest thing that's come up for me in this practice over the last eight years. Um but to kind of take that off the mat and to be gracious to people in all areas of my life and to remember that everyone's coming from different places and everyone has things going on that I don't know about. Um, And so, yeah, just that reminder this week that like yoga is such a gracious practice and that I need to be living that way all of the time. Yes, extending it yes. to our students and to everyone else who's in the studio with us in a class, but um, also extending it to yourself. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so what about you? Yes, same. So on that same note, I, so you know that I, while I still claim Nashville, like when I'm outside of the state, like Nashville is my home, but I actually very much moved to the suburbs two years ago. Yes, you did. <laughs> and so at my teaching experience right now looks like um, a home studio, which mm-hmm. is something that um, with Nashville real estate, I never would have been able to afford. Yes. But I have the most perfect space. This home was just at the ready for us um, down here in Murfreesboro. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So my little personal uh, yoga studio is right off the front door. And I, so no one has to enter any other rooms mm, in our house I in order that. to get to it, which is, you know, the primary purpose of a home studio. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Some separation is nice. <laughs> it's critical when you have a teenager. Yes. And, and all those things. So I, 
But there's still this kind of mad rush that happens about an hour before every class. Yeah. I'm teaching in the evenings right now. So I still work full time. Um, and so everyone knows, like, those are quiet hours. And yes. that's when I have to go, um, you know, I have to go sit with the dogs and make sure they're not barking during Shavasana. <laughs> and I have to go pick up all of the things that are that are cluttering up um, the line of sight from the front door so that, so that we maintain this, you know, this facade that yes. the Hall House is, is perfection. Yes. Clutter, um, because, you know, that's what Katie wants to offer in her brand gag. <laughs> I love it. So, so on that note, like last weekend, so, um, I finally, like, somebody gave me the Marie Kondo book and I lost it, which is really. That is a, that's the best thing that I will hear today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, when it showed up on Netflix, I couldn't actually lose it. And so I was watching a show a couple of weeks ago and I was like, you know what? It's time. It's time for me to go and tackle my own space. Yeah. Because I realized that the kind of the kind of environment I'm a hospitality girl. I love to be a hostess. The kind of environment that I want to offer to my students is what I want to offer to myself. And I cannot offer, I tell, I say this all the time. If your cup is empty, you can't pour out. I cannot offer a space that feels uncluttered physically and mentally and emotionally in my home, unless I've done that for myself and my family. Yeah, that's really good. So, <laughs> so my mom used to call it closet day when we were little and it was, yeah, we hated it. it yes. Was so but I went in and just really cleared out all of the clutter in, in my clothes in particular. Um, I, it, in part because she gave me the freedom to keep some things that were, that were special that brought me joy. Right. Yeah. So even if they don't fit, there were a couple of things <laughs> that were like, that's a special memory of that really special event. And I'm going to keep that yeah. back in the corner without feeling guilty about it anymore. That's because good. that brings me joy. And I feel uncluttered stepping into a closet with things that fit me and a handful of joy bringing items. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> yes. I love that. That's okay. When I know what I'm doing when we get off of here. <laughs> solid day of everyone hated me because it was like all over the living room. Yes. Isn't that funny? The whole, like, it seems to get worse before it gets better. You're kind of like, Oh, this is really good. Everything is like hidden behind closed doors and you have to like put it all out where it can all be seen before it can like get better. I'm going to talk to a therapist about that. Um, Uh, (laughs) That's really good. Um, Okay. That is a great segue to corner of the curve. Um, Anna and I are going to be talking about uh, body positivity and social media. And so if you need to declutter your social media to uh, make yourself uh, feel good, (laughs) then this would be good for you to listen to. So we are just going to go there right now. All right, guys, so we are just going to jump right into this topic about social media and how it can affect your relationship with your body, both positively and negatively, and this is something that you have probably heard us talk about before. I know we talked about it a little bit on the podcast with Natalie Dunbar, um, and it just kind of comes up when we talk about resources and in other conversations that we're having and so we thought that it would be good to kind of talk about it a little bit more and dedicate a podcast to it. Um, and I don't know. I think it's really 
important um, to we hear so well we hear so often about how social media and media before social media, how television and movies and magazines, um, the negative effect that they can have um, on you. And so, you know, I definitely have spent periods of my life kind of like not looking at certain things, not watching certain things, not paying attention to certain things. But I also think the beauty of especially social media and how we're so connected all the time is that we can spin that. We don't have to completely disconnect. There's so many ways now to make sure that we are seeing things that are feeding like our body, our mind, our spirit um, in a positive way. And so Anna and I are just going to kind of talk about that today and give you guys some tips that we've felt have been helpful for each of us in kind of cultivating spaces in our lives um, that are feeding us positively. Yeah. This is something I feel like I've thought a lot about because as you probably know, as a listener to the podcast, and I know, you know, Liz about me, I have a tendency to get really into something or want to burn it all down. So (laughs) I'll have a very kind of like extreme swing in my personality sometimes. And related to social media, there's been so many times that I've wanted to completely delete like all of my accounts. Yeah. I do really, I mean, the reason I like it is for connecting with curvy yoga. It's yeah. a great place to kind of have some conversations and be able to share. Um, and I know that I personally appreciate hearing from people who I feel like their message resonates with me or I learn from them. Um, and so if we are a place for any of that on social media, I want to keep that going. So that prevents me from burning down my personal accounts. (laughs) Anna's not burning down Instagram, everyone. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But what I have found is that really scaling back my timeline um, or who I'm following, kind of depending on the platform, what language you use, um, has made a really big difference. So I started doing that on Facebook in 2015. And the way I started it was by not unfollowing people, but hiding them. I don't remember what the language is. Yeah, on you Facebook. can hide on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So hiding people on Facebook. And I did that yeah. for a year and really kind of majorly narrowed down what I was seeing in my feed. And that made a big difference because it just didn't feel like this major over inundation of information and opinions and, you know, everything that happens on Facebook, which is a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, And kind of a first step for me towards doing that even more later, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, But I wanted to offer that as an option in case anybody didn't know that you could do that. Cause there were some people who maybe I didn't want to, follow because I you know you know there's all of that stuff like what are they going to think if they notice I unfollow them and that's mainly for people like in my family not like family yeah yeah, not random people who I don't know anyway and like who cares if they know that I follow them or not um so I think that that can be really helpful in thinking about okay so I want to make a shift I don't necessarily or I'm not ready to unfollow people here's a medium step that you can take. Yeah, I love that. Um, And that is 
there's kind of like a similar way that you can do that on Instagram, which these things are relatively new. When I say relatively new, I don't mean like in the last few weeks, it's been a minute, but these were not things that existed when, when I first got on Instagram. And that is, you can obviously unfollow people. So you can choose to unfollow them. Um, but you also have the option to mute people, <laughs> which again is nice if there's like family members or something that for whatever personal reason that you have that you don't want them to like know that you've unfollowed them, um, that you can mute them. So you used to just be able to mute the stories. So if you watch stories, it's those little round bubbles that pop up at the top of Instagram. So you've always been able to mute those. Now you can also mute um, people from showing up in your timeline. So you can't mute, this gets a little bit complicated. So you can just mute someone's story. So if you don't care if their pictures show up in your timeline, but you don't want their story to pop up up there, you can do that. You can also mute both of those things. But as of currently, as far as I know, you can't just mute people showing up in your timeline. So if for some reason you just wanted their pictures in your, um, I'm saying timeline, and that feels like a Facebook word. I don't know. <laughs> but if you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, your feed, just, maybe. What'd you say? Your feed. Yeah, your feed. That's a better word. Um, if you, for some reason, wanted to still have their stories pop up, but you didn't want them in, in your feed, that's not an option. So you have to either unfollow stories and still have them in your feed or, or mute both. Um, but that's just, it's a great option, and I've used it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think they have something similar on Twitter. I haven't actively used Twitter in a couple years, but... I believe that that is also an option and probably on other social media platforms that I don't really know anything about, but (laughs) I feel like that is um, an option that people are increasingly wanting and that is being offered. So that's really nice. Just muting everyone. (laughs) So another, um, I'm going to say more extreme option. Um, (laughs) On Facebook, at least, is using Newsfeed Eradicator. So this is something that I've used since the beginning of 2016, so I guess three-plus years. Um, and what it does, it's a plugin that you can use. I use it in Google Chrome. Um, it may also be available in other browsers. It probably is. And what it does is it blocks your feed. So when you go onto Facebook... You don't see the middle section, which is where everybody's info is. You just see the left and the right and your notifications. So for me, that's perfect because I just want to use Facebook for engaging with our Curvy Yoga um, main business page and our groups. So when I go, I can go straight to the group, straight to our page, basically do the work that I need to do and then leave without getting a bunch of other stuff yeah. distracted. And that has dramatically cut back on the amount of time that I spend on Facebook. I guess that's pretty obvious. Um, And then I'm just kind of not getting bogged down in whatever drama is happening there that is (laughs) part of my life. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm constantly trying to convert people to Newsfeed Eradicator. It's very rarely successful, but if you're interested, (laughs) check it out. (laughs) 
is hilarious. When she, I remember when you first told me about it and my, I had actually, I think I was in a period of time where I wasn't really getting on Facebook at all. Um, and I was, and I may have even, cause you know, you can like suspend your account, not delete it, but suspend it. So I may have like suspended my account uh-huh. and I was like, what, this is an option. <laughs> I know. I didn't know about it either. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. nice. Fascinating. I love it. Especially if you do those particular groups or you can even still like search for somebody. Like if I wanted to see what was on your page list, I could just search for you. Yeah. So you're not blocked from seeing that information entirely. You just don't right. see it pop up in your timeline. So that's amazing. Don't bother going to my feed. There's nothing there. I don't like Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that just saved me five minutes, so that's perfect. (laughs) Amazing. So one thing that I think is really important, um, getting rid of people, I'm not getting rid of people, that sounds so extreme, but getting rid of the things that you're seeing is important, but also like social media should be fun. It should be, you know, a place where you are connecting with people and, and various communities. And so I think also being really intentional about who you're adding while you're muting or unfollowing or whatever, finding pages that, um, bring you joy, that make you feel encouraged. So like if you were to scroll through my personal Instagram, you would see a lot of pictures of plants because I love plants. (laughs) Um, you would probably see a lot of different, like, um, hip hop pages would show up. And then there would be a lot of women that look like me Mm -hmm. in my feet. So, um, I'm super intentional about all of that stuff showing up. I don't know the last time that I saw something on Instagram that was in my own feed and felt like that made me feel bad. Yeah. Um, because that's not what it's there for. So if you want suggestions of like, like real women that you could follow or clothing lines that you could follow that use real models or plant, um, plant <laughs> I would be happy to give you all of my suggestions, but I do, I think it's really important to fill, to kind of fill those empty spaces to not just get rid of things, but also fill them up with things. And that can mean, you know, for some people, maybe, There's also some, like, poets that I follow. Um, So maybe if you love poetry, like, there's a lot of Instagram pages now that are literally just words. Yeah. Uh, So if words are encouraging to you, like, following pages where they post, you know, words that you find to be encouraging or whatever. I mean, there's so many ways. Maybe you just like puppies. Do you know how many puppy Instagram pages there are? I mean. Yeah, I follow them. follow all of them. So you can literally, if you, you know, maybe like you just want to look at pictures of pizza, like whatever it is, like your feed can be exactly what you want it to be and whatever encourages you and whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. I love that. And I think you kind of mentioned this earlier um, with more traditional media when we used to have these conversations, which we still do, but about magazines or TV commercials. I mean, you don't have really control over TV commercials too much, but um, that you can decide, do I actually want to receive this magazine? Is it benefiting me? Or 
is it not? And is there a different magazine that I might like to receive that is more encouraging? I think it's kind of the same philosophy. It's just applied in a different medium um, right. where you, you know, can exercise the choice that's available to you, whether that's unfollowing, using something like Newsfeed Eradicator, adding people back in, figuring out your own um, rhythm with that. And also giving yourself space to change. So maybe you start by scaling back a little and then you're like, never mind, I wanna just delete my whole account. And then maybe yeah. later you're like, Oh, I wanna add it back, but I'm only gonna follow twenty people who, you know, I, I want to hear from or whatever. Um, yeah. I think you don't have to decide here's how I'm doing it and keep that for the rest of our lives because yeah the platforms are always changing and so are we and how we want to engage with them. Yeah, totally. That's good. Yep. Okay. So we are going to wrap up this segment now and move into our next one. All right. I hope that you guys enjoyed that. Thank you for sticking around and coming back. Um, Again, I'm so excited to have other people on the podcast because you're going to get all different kinds of resources. And so this week, Katie is going to share with you her resource. Okay. So if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know that Liz is often hard on herself. (laughs) Her resources are what she would call shallow. Yes, I would call dry shampoo shallow. I would not, my friend, because dry shampoo is life-changing, and we all know that. This is a big fact. Um, but, okay, I, I had to narrow it down to just two. I love so it. So a couple of things. These are these are products that have changed, changed my life in, in a couple of different ways. So um, I have this sleep mask that my husband and I found on Amazon. We're Amazon junkies. Um, it is a Bluetooth sleep mask. Stop it right now. Yes. Yes. So the headphones are incorporated into the sleep mask. It's almost like it's almost like a headband kind of shape that wraps all the way around your face. But yes. It's really soft. Um, I sleep hot, and so I needed to find something that was like super silky on the inside and didn't make me feel like I was, you know, smothering in yes. the middle of the night. Um, but we can link to it. It's it's sold by some random company, but it is a game changer because I can put that on regardless of who else is still awake in the house and what lights are on, and tune into a little guided breath prayer or meditation, what? and I'll sleep that way. It's Amazing. This is genius, and I'm so excited. And Jaya is going to want one ASAP. <laughs> They're like $25. They last forever. They charge. Like, I've got the little charger on my, on my bed side, side table. And so it's, yes, it's perfect. That is amazing. It's perfect. And then, two, so we've been trying to clean up our act with products. Yeah. Uh, just with, uh, with ingredients in general, like when you you hit our age, you're like, wow, these things are, are yes. probably coursing through my veins at this point. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> aluminum was a big deal when I was 15, but now, but now. I've got tinfoil in my veins. So, <laughs> so, you know, the, like the facial care stuff, that one was easy for me because that felt, you know, like there were a lot of choices available. Yeah. But the natural deodorant game. Oh, God. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm all for that, but girl, I cannot stink. Listen, like, it I, is rough out here in these streets. No, like, 
Yes. Please tell me you found something. <laughs> so I, this was number four that I tried and it was a friend of mine from chart. She actually recommended it. So Schmitz, S C H M I D T. You are the second person who's recommended yeah, this. Really? Yep. Okay. They have got amazing, you know, amazing sense, like several amazing sense, but they also have, this is important, a sensitive skin line. So nice. like two or three that are for sensitive skin. Because the first few that I tried had baking soda in them, and baking soda made me look like I, you know, had white poison ivy. Right under, arms, under your armpits. Yeah, it's yes. great. Yes. So Schmitz geranium flowers my current favorite. And do you know where I see it a lot? Is at TJ Maxx. Oh, I've seen it several times at TJ Maxx. Nice. Yeah, but yeah. where do you get yours? Amazon, of course. Okay. Yeah, you don't even have to leave your house. Beautiful. Exactly. I love it. Well, I'm gonna get some because. My deodorant game has to be strong. I am a sweater. Like, Same. yeah. Okay. I'm excited. When the one person who recommended it, I was like, that's, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> but two people, I'll try it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like, yes, that, yes, you need the recommendations. There's like 860 reviews on this one. So, okay. okay. I'm okay. totally going to try it. Yes. <laughs> um, well, definitely to kick off my gratitude this week, I am thankful for antiperspirant and deodorant. <laughs> but I actually did have a, I had my gratitude ready yesterday. I was thinking about it and it changed this morning. So, um, you guys know that I love products and I'm also love social media and follow some great people on social media. And this morning, um, I was watching someone who I follow, we'll tag her somewhere so that you can find it, but it's very easy. Her, her Instagram name is Alex Michael May, and it is spelled just like that. And, um, she is a curvy girl who's into fashion, which is why I follow her. But I was watching her story this morning and she had a really vulnerable, experience yesterday that she shared by the time this podcast is up, I'm sure it will be gone because it will be past 24 hours, but she was at the doctor's office. She was at the gynecologist and she had been avoiding going and she is literally on Instagram after her exam in the doctor's office crying. And she was just sharing that she had been avoiding going because she was fearful of being weighed and how seeing that number, cause she doesn't weigh herself. Like I know a lot of us don't, um, she was fearful of seeing that number and how it would make her feel. Um, she talked about how in the past she's felt disregarded and unheard by doctors. And she talked about just trauma that can come up for a lot of us when you have to go and get such a personal kind of exam. And so I typically, like, honestly, for me, social media is like a light place. And I, it's why I love it because I get to look at like pretty clothes and girls that look like me and plants. Um, but this moment with her, like really struck a thing with me because it resonated so much with me in a lot of ways. And I just, she was hesitant in the video. She was like, I don't even know if I should be sharing this, but I just had this moment where I was really grateful to be surrounded by women that I know and women that I don't know who the older that I get and the older we kind of all get together are just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this. Like I'm not going to be ashamed of this thing that I feel anymore. And there's something about talking about it 
that kind of can be, I think, a release of that shame when you're just not quiet about something anymore. And I just appreciated her willingness to be vulnerable, her willingness to be vulnerable about things that I've felt and experienced as well. And I don't know, I was just really, I felt a lot of gratitude in that moment for the women who are willing to do that hard work of just like putting these things out there that, you know, women have been feeling forever and ever and ever, but just haven't had the space or felt free to talk about. So this morning, I just feel gratitude for all of us (laughs) for just talking, for just being open and talking and sharing. And I've talked sometimes about how I'm not very self-motivated, but I am motivated by other people. And I know that for some people, they really just want to keep those things to themselves. And they are willing to talk about those things though, because they know that it can help other people. And I felt like that's what she was doing. And I was just like, I love this. Yes. What a gift. Yeah. It was such a gift. Okay. What about you? Okay. I didn't tell you I was going to do this. No, you're fine. I will probably cry. And, um, if you're like me, I'll make you cry. Um, but I had, um, I had a sacred moment in this last week with my practice uh, that was just a true, true gift. So um, my class for YCT was 2016. Yeah. So I've been practicing and, and teaching. I've been practicing for since I was a teenager, over 20 years now. Uh, but I've been teaching for the last two. And it's really been um, kind of a slow start because I knew that, you know, I love my work. I love, I work in the nonprofit sector and, yeah. and do fundraising for some amazing, amazing um, ministries. And I, I didn't know how, I knew that I had to be obedient to the call to, to do my training, but I didn't know what that would look like. Yeah. I didn't know why, um, why I was being called there. And, um, one of the verses that shows up on every needlepoint pillow is about uh, from Proverbs 3, five, trust in the Lord with all your heart, yeah. but lean not on your own understanding. Um, and the, the truth there is that we don't always know yeah. um, in, in our own plane of understanding. Uh, we have to continue to trust that if we do understand in this lifetime, yeah. then that's a gift. That's yes. kindness. That's God's kindness. Um, and so, so last weekend, um, so for this last, for this last few months, actually, um, my boss, I work for a very small ministry down here in, in Murfreesboro called Renewed Life Ministries. Um, we're a 12 month, um, residential program for men, uh, who are, they've, they finished rehab and they need a year to kind of live and put everything into, into place, put it in a perspective yeah. with a group of brothers who are struggling with the same thing. So, um, our leader, I'm, I was the third full-time employee. So we're very small. We have a, a residence of nine. We've been around for about 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, our leader was diagnosed with cancer the day after our fundraising banquet last fall. Oh, yes. Um, and he, he entered treatment. Um, he's 58 and he, um, by all accounts, even though it was a really brutal time, um, last Friday was to have been his last treatment. Um, his son came into town to surprise him, uh, to be there for the last treatment. Um, and unfortunately, he took a really terrible turn for the worse this weekend. Um, and on Saturday night, uh, his wife called me about 11.45 Saturday night when Wes and I were just getting ready to go to bed and said, um, come now. 
I need you. Oh, Katie. Um, she, uh, he had been rushed to the hospital down here in Murfreesboro, and uh, they were having to do some some really awful medical, um, you know, stuff in the room. Mm-hmm. And she said, "I can't breathe. I can't be in the room, and I need you." Oh, Katie. And Wes and I got to hop in the car, and for the next thirty six hours. Um, I alternated between sitting with her in a room nearby in the hospital and helping her to breathe and pray and uh, kind of concentrate her, um, her physiological health uh, on what, what needed to needed to happen in the room so that she could be present for her husband, present for her son. Um, and then, uh, most precious ever because this man has become, uh, like a father to me, uh, he called me into the room as well. Um, <laughs> in his way, he said, "Katie, I need you, girl. I need you, girl." Yeah. Um, and I'd never, I'd never been able to be present for a passing like that. But he, he called me into the room and uh, was really struggling. They think, they think they were panic attacks. What he was having, as he was um, just really struggling to breathe. And um, I got to you know, physically lay a hand on his chest and count breaths with him, um, in his practice. Um, he had heard me talk about yoga and how much I love to teach. And he, I, on the regular, like on a weekly basis, he said, I need you to know that, um, you have permission to use your ministry. Like if there's an opportunity that comes up, you have an opportunity and, and my blessing to go and take it. Um, and so, learning um that you know part of the kindness of god was Mm. knowing in this week that that one of the reasons why he he wanted me in this place was so that i could walk through that passage um, with Derek and valerie so he passed away uh, late on sunday night um with like a hundred people <laughs> the Vanderbilt was like one of the nurses like I've never seen anything like this before mm. but uh, they were incredibly accommodating for all of the students all of the men whose lives he's touched over the years all of the um, all of the friends and just so many people um, Valerie Valerie his wife is just she's a precious woman and was um, you know she's a two as well so she was <laughs> like hosting yes you know in the, yeah. in the hospital room um, and kept saying, you know, you got me through that night. You got okay. me through that night. And I don't know what I would have done without, you know, being able to be present with my breath in order to be there for my husband. And so that's so beautiful. Is, oh, my goodness. Like if you never taught another yoga class again, which you will, but if you never did, that was worth it. That was it. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's the kindness of God. It is. Understand that on the side of it. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Same. (laughs) So the good news is that, um, you know, the the way that this timing fell on this, um, I have a scheduled vacation coming up. You do. (laughs) Tell us about it. So, um, I have a very, very dear friend who I meet in YCT um, during our year together. Liz Norell is just, I just think of the world of her. Um, We are, we are so the same in some ways and we are so So different. (laughs) You two are one of my like favorite pairings of people. Because of that, you guys actually remind me of Anna and myself a lot. 
idea what that means. Yeah, you really do. I love it. Okay, but who's who? <laughs> You're me. <laughs> You know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But so Liz and I, um, you know, the other, the the thing that I knew before I started uh, teacher training that I, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do with this was to leave retreats. And so um, I was like, you know, you're telling me that I get to take a group of people to the beach as yeah. my job and you're going to pay me for that. Like sign me up. Yes. Um, I'm such a water girl and Liz is as well. Beach is like, that's what we hear when we hear retreat. So yeah. <clears throat> so we're taking a group of women um, for what we're calling Harbor an inspired retreat. Um, we both have hearts for creative women. Uh, so we are going to a little, um, Barrier Island uh, near Beaufort, South Carolina, for four days. And uh, it'll be a mix of all the favorite things that we love from retreats because we're both uh, retreat junkies as well. So, um, so one, food, because I'm um, obsessed with with cooking for grapes. That's one of my my delights. I love it. um, so we'll be cooking for the ladies and we'll be holding space for them um, to work if they feel like they have a creative project that they want to share with the group. Um, some yoga, of course, but but mostly in our pajamas. Yes. <laughs> so I'm the morning bird. I'll do some morning sessions out on the beach and Liz is going to do pajama uh, bedtime yoga. I love it. Um, we, we offered up some really cool... Uh, packages that the retreat center offered she's like i would just like to remind you that you are the one who put the sea kayaks on the list everyone wants to do them and we're both like do we have to do this (laughs) so we get like thankfully we get like four um coupons and so it's perfect there's there's just little parting gifts that we're going to leave for our participants that is on the porch and watch them amazing i cannot you guys are hilarious (laughs) she's like i just have to tell you you know that was definitely your doing oh my gosh that's awesome (laughs) yes so that is the very first harbor um harbor retreat but it will not be the last no We, we love this and we're um Liz is a professor, and she's so good about um, curriculum and kind of figuring out how yeah. to structure um, experiences like this. And so we're looking forward to learning from this first one and being able to offer this again down the line for even more women who want to carve out time for themselves. I love it. And stay tuned because we will always, when they do them, we will always post about them. So. Okay. Oh, been so kind of us. Thank you. We're so excited. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that Anna and I have talked about and that we share in YTT is that we don't want to be, you know, having groups of women come in every year and, you know, training them to go out and teach exactly like we teach. Like our hope is that you guys take, take to use Anna's words, like tools from the tools that we give you for your tool belt. And that you take them and you like use them to build your own things. So getting to see you and Liz come together and build this beautiful thing is like the be- it is the best. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you guys. Thank you. We yeah. are thrilled. We're thrilled. So it feels like a total respite to be able to, to go away for a week next week and just enjoy that time together. So stay tuned. I'm sure there'll be pictures from the beach. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. 
well, I will go ahead and close us out. Thank you for inviting me here. Oh, thank you for coming. It was good for my heart this morning. So very jealous of all the people. <laughs> Listen, you were on the list. <laughs> Oh, but yes, thank you. And thank y'all for listening. Yes. So I will go ahead and close this out with one breath together. So take a deep inhale and exhale. The light in me sees and honors the light in you. Amen and namaste. Amen and namaste.